Good morning and welcome to the Post Chapel podcast here on the campus of Kentucky Wesleyan College. Um, my name is Logan Lake. I'm the campus ministries assistant here within campus ministries. Um, I'm also a recent graduate. I have with me um, our speaker from yesterday, which is... Uh, yeah, my name is Ryan Sosh. Uh, I'm a youth pastor here in town at Bridgepoint Church. Um, I grew up in Utica, went to uh, school out in Texas for a few years, and now I'm, I'm back in Owensboro. So it's uh, cool to hang out with everybody and get opportunities to speak and just hang out with you guys. Very good. And our other guest is? Hi, my name is Derek, and I'm just here. I'm just a person. <laughs> I, I'm involved with campus ministries here and there, but I'm not a student here. Or student anywhere. I'm kind of just <laughs> floating around. And then behind the board, uh, we have... Hey, um, I'm Maddie Atherton. Um, I am the Creative Arts and Communications Coordinator for Campus Ministries. And I'm happy to be here and happy to have these people join us today. All right. So uh, we had Ryan speak in our chapel service last uh, yesterday. And the our Following the theme, the chapel theme for this semester, it is callings. Um, and right off the bat, to anybody, anything in the preparation for it or in, you know, for the folks who were hearing it, anything that just stood out? Well, I know when I was uh, preparing for it, um, I was kind of told, like, this is the big idea of what you guys are looking at, these stories of callings and stuff. And immediately, um, one of the things that came to my mind was the the amount of people who experienced Pentecost versus the amount of people who just heard Peter's message and how they both received the Holy Spirit. Um, because when I was at school, one of my professors explained to me, he was like, man, a lot of people think, oh, I haven't had this crazy life experience. And they start to, to question, you know, their calling or their salvation but most people didn't experience Pentecost. 120 people experienced Pentecost. And then 3,000 people just heard the message and their lives were changed. Um, so when it, came, when it comes to callings, um, I think a lot of times we make it a little bit more complicated than we need to. to. Um, True that. Uh, yes. We go, well, I haven't had this uh, burning bush experience. I haven't, you know, yeah. been uh, walking down the street and then... Jesus appeared in front of me and said, this is what you need to do for the rest of your life. I, I heard a message, um, something touched my heart, and I said, this is what I'm going to pursue now. Um, and I think I think a lot of people need to hear that um, because there are so many times we go through life and go, man, am I doing the right thing? Am, am I going to mess this up? Am I um, doing what God has planned for me? And I think as long as it doesn't go against scripture, right? Um, and we're fulfilling the commission. I think he's, uh, I think he's good with it. I mean, I, I mean, I definitely agree with, I was kind of just thinking along those lines of like, cause, um, for me, it's, it's kind of just been what I've been learning more and more is that is just like simply be obedient like be faithful yes. and yet I, it's kind of become a cliche answer at this point. But like the fact is if you're doing that and you look back at just, you know, these forks in the road where it's like, I chose obedience in this scenario in this one, it's like, 
it builds to where it's like I that that is my purpose is just you know being faithful to whatever God calls me in the moment and it it doesn't have to be this like I know what what it's going to be ahead of time I don't need to know but um I don't know just becoming less of a perfectionist when it comes to yeah when when life. God called Abraham he said go to a land that I will show you and Abraham was like, I guess it's this way. So he just like packed up his family and started walking in direction. Right. And God was like, I'll I'll figure out all the details. Yes. You just be yes. obedient. Yes. Which, by the way, you said, uh, Derek, you said uh, you're just kind of floating around a lot of time. I just want to like everywhere. Like I've been in multiple places and seen you serving somewhere. So like you're not just some guy. Like <laughs> you're killing it, man. Um, you helped out with the weekend. You every time I come right. to K Dub, you're doing something here. So. Yes. You're awesome, dude. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Very true. Um, Yeah, that really speaks to me. Um, I I naturally overthink things. And naturally, when you grow up in the church, I think you have these expectations that you either the church puts on unintentionally or we put on ourselves unintentionally. And it's just it's kind of a natural thing, although it's not always right um, with these these areas of calling you you expressed an interest in God's word at a young age and you have a passion for that in leading and serving and everyone's like are you going to be a pastor someday and that's not a bad question to ask but you've got something i can tell that's not a bad question to ask but we should all be Doing exactly. That. Yeah, we should no, all be doing it's, that. It's so rare in like our American, our Western churches, to find someone who's like so interested in the Bible that they're like studying it every day, and that's what they want to talk about. So when we see it in churches, we're like, "You have a calling to be a pastor. Like that is what you're going to be doing for the rest of." Your-. And you're like, "Man, I, <laughs> I just want to. I don't know. There's yeah. Not I said just. There's nothing." Uh, small about this job but it's like i just want to be a a a nurse you know i want to i want to just want to be um an electrician and and, and in that context i can still be making disciples like i I can i can actually i think you could be doing just as much um kingdom work if not more than than pastors yes as far as reaching lost people goes absolutely Um, absolutely uh one of the things that you mentioned it's funny that I've used this phrase time and time again with we we ask for a burning bush moment in in quotations burning bush moment and I've used that so many times in my life asking for quote burning bush moments to so I've been a kids pastor at my new church for the past year which is crazy to think about that it's been that long but the the journey to get there felt like forever, but it was honestly about a month of wrestling and praying through it. And two conversations I had, one with Dr. Jim Coleman here on campus, and one with my brother, who's also on this campus, works here. But two conversations with those two men really helped me kind of just calm down more than anything about that job offer and to just relax a little bit. Where I was like, oh my gosh, I started overthinking and think everything of, should I not only take this job, but should I be in ministry period mm-hmm. and all this stuff and just questioning all of this. And both of them were just like, calm down a little bit. <laughs> if you don't make the most perfect, perfect, perfect decision here, 
it's not going to make or break your whole life and calling. Yeah. God's grace is still present. And I loved what you said that I know Maddie's mentioned it, that God is bigger than our mistakes. God's bigger than our flaws, the little goof ups we have here and there, maybe things we tr- think we're, we're doing with good intentions and we, they very well might be, but they're just maybe misplaced and, and maybe a little distracted with something. I don't know, but God's grace is so much bigger than all of that. Mm-hmm. These little things that we think, oh my gosh, this little mistake, it's going to ruin everything. And yeah, that is very encouraging. I know how that hit yeah. home with me in my life and experience. But but yeah, so that statement, there's a lot there. Mm-hmm. God's grace is just so much bigger than our, than our mistakes. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of what we also recently have been talking about, like just with yeah. just decision-making in general and stuff that's in front of you. Yeah. And I think the simple fact of just slowing down means so much because we just try to rush ahead and think that we have to get all these things done. And I see that a lot in like just my like people my age, like in their 20s, they're like, oh gosh, I got to get this done and this done and this. And I sometimes feel like I'm doing something wrong because I'm on the other end where like basically my whole time while I was in college, I just got my associate's degree. I was like, uh, people would be like, oh, what's your major? undecided like I literally (laughs) that's what I would and so I never really had like a direction but I just like to go with the flow of things and trust in something that I'll just see whenever it comes my way but I also like have had to learn that grounding is also important Mm. and like that balance has also been like really hard for me to like be level-headed but also flowy and free but also okay Maddie what are you doing because it's like you have to find that but that also looks like slowing down enough to be able to yes. see that you need to step back and just take a second and rest on that, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, because stuff can be hard to navigate, but you're never going to step into something. Yeah. I guess that balance. I just think it's cool, like the callings that everybody has in their life. Like, yes, they all look different, but they're the same in what we are called to do. Mm-hmm. And so the opportunity that you have to get up on stage and kind of tell your story to us so we get to know you better. like. And then whenever you said vacation Bible school, because I didn't grow up going to church mm-hmm. and I didn't like I started going when I was in fifth grade. And then I went to that VBS and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this is amazing. <laughs> like it was like crazy. What and then it? so like that whole like elementary area of my life, like I didn't have that. So I thought that that was all really good and crazy. And then it's just cool just to hear people similar around your life that it's just, I don't know, because yes, some people think, oh, my story's not grand and vast, but then whenever you really think about it, I think a lot of the times in our life, the things that maybe we don't want to think about are big parts of our testimony, and we don't highlight it enough. Maybe it's like hurt that we walk through, but that stuff is what has shaped us into who we are. And so acknowledging every little bit, the parts of our life where it hasn't looked the best, like that's our testimony too. Like, I just think it's cool and I'm just rambling and I don't know what I'm, but <laughs> I think a huge thing for me that I always need to watch out for is just comparing myself mm-hmm. or comparing my story to others because obviously like a lot of the stories you hear about are like the big like popular ones or the eye like the eye-catching ones or whatever um and so it's like you compare yourselves to these these stories that may look like, oh, I, you know, I was saved and immediately, like, it was so black and white. I knew exactly what I was Mm -hmm. going toward. I knew, you know, 
kind of like these type A people. Right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with those stories. Stories are great. But it's just that if you're like so like comparing yourself to others is always is pretty much never a good mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> and so or at least for me, because it always leaves me discouraged and just like, well, what am I doing? You right. know, instead of thinking about, well, how has God designed me? Where has he placed me and like mm-hmm. the people around me? Like, what's my environment? And um, and so it's just because I'm similar, like you were saying, in terms of like going with the flow and just kind of like, well, I'll cross whatever bridge mm-hmm. when I come to it because I don't I don't know exactly, but I'm willing. And so but that is a battle at times because like I kind of look around one moment and I'm like, well, what am I pursuing? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I going toward? So, it, like you said, just striking that balance yeah. is kind of difficult. Mm-hmm. It's like a rhythm that you have to try to get. And once you get it, you can coast on it for a while and then stuff happens and then you get off of balance and just finding that again. Another thing we have written down a point of discussion is similar, very similar to that, thinking that our stories, our testimonies could be some, some appear greater Again, that's, I don't, I say that with air quotes of just, you know, there's a, there's a thing within Christian culture that's, a, that's weird and funny. It's like, man, if, if you didn't come off drugs and <laughs> live in the high life and just prodigal son all the way, then how good can your testimony really be? I'm like, no, no. Uh, yeah. Nobody says it, but it's, that's, it's there. Yes. Right? Yes. It uh, is implied. I had a conversation with a good, good friend of mine, uh, both mine and Derek's, and I told him about sharing his stories, and he's, I think he's going to do it, but um, where I was talking to him about it, and, and he was like, man, I don't know what's there to share, and I'm like, so much. <laughs> yeah. I very Dude. clearly, I, my first semester at um, Bible school, right? I get there and I'm so excited and I'm like, I'm going to learn so much about Je- I just want to talk about Jesus all day long. That's all, I'm so <laughs> excited. And um, first class in there, we're like going over the syllabus, goes really quick, you know, like the first 15 minutes and now everybody's like, so now what do we do? Like we went through the logistics and the professor goes, well, do you have any questions for me? And I raised my hand and I was like, well, I'm here because I want to learn more about Jesus and I want my professors, I want to know my professors know Jesus, you know? So can you tell me your testimony? And he looked really confused and he just stared at me and he goes, well, I don't have one of those crazy stories about how I used to be on drugs oh and murder gosh. people. He said, I just, I just, right, uh, in air quotes, um, a lot of air quotes. heard, yeah, I, I heard the gospel when I was six years old and I understood it and I gave my life to Christ. And I was like, dude, that's awesome. I was like, that means it. you spent your whole life following mm-hmm. Christ. Like, do you know how much stuff I had to go through? <laughs> like, I wish I had that story. Yeah. And, um, like the Bible talks about how when you give your life to Christ, like you were once dead and now you're alive. Right. Um, like we, we talk about those in spiritual. Could you imagine if I like brought you to like a graveyard and I was like, just bring one back. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like we, the, that's the the magnitude of what's happening. Like, there was a dead life, and now there's full abundant life yes. in it. Yes. Um, that's that's an awesome story. Yes. Um, yes. Um, and you, going back really quick to what you said about you were talking about, like kind of walking the line of like structure versus flexibility. Mm-hmm. That's a nicer word than. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like God is a God of structure, right? Go back and read 
Leviticus, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's all kinds of structure and there was instructions on how to specifically build the, the tabernacle, right? But he's also, when we're following God, we, we have to have that flexibility, right? Um, his ways are higher than our ways. So a lot of times we'll say, this is what it is. This is what I think is going to happen. And God's like, close, mm -hmm. um, but we're going to go this direction. And yes. said, even when my own testimony, when I was saved, uh, I shared that it was on a mission trip. And I was like, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it, right? And I'm on a mission trip, so I'm surrounded by, um, I don't know what you want to do, missionary things are mm -hmm. happening um, in a third world country. And I was like, this is it. This is, I'm meant to be a missionary. I didn't even know what a missionary was mm -hmm. at that time. But I was like, I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing this. Mm -hmm. And God um, kind of shifted my focus a little bit. Still, he was like, I want you to work in ministry. It's just not exactly what you envision right now. Mm -hmm. Um so, yeah, there's a fine line of uh, flexibility and structure. Mm -hmm. um, my wife had it explained to her this way, and she shared it with me, and now I share it with everybody. Imagine you're like a kid playing on the playground, right? And everything's fenced in, and you, you have the choice to go play on the monkey bars, or you can play on the slide, or you can do whatever. Um, as long as you're within the fence, you can go to whatever area, like whatever spot you want to go play in, as long as it's not outside the fence. In the same way, as long as we're not outside of scripture, mm -hmm. we can fulfill this calling um, in different areas or different parts of the playground. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that really helps me because we're all on the same team, right? Mm -hmm. And there are definitely specific callings. I don't want to like downplay callings. What we're talking about right now is a general calling to all Christians. There are specific callings. Like um, Ananias in the New Testament, God was like, hey, there's this guy named Saul. He's on Straight Street. I need you to go to him and heal him. He's blind. Um, that was very specific, <laughs> right? And then when we were talking about Abraham in the Old Testament, he was like, you just need to go to a land that I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to figure it out. Um, For those of us who are very um, kind of OCD with our decision-making at times, that is terrifying. That that is that is anxiety inducing. One hundred percent kind of stuff of just go and we'll figure it out. Just go. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I need some structure. I need some whatever. And I've I've got a weird mix of ADD and OCD. So I'm like, go with the flow, man. But when it really freaks me out, I want I want concrete answers. So I'm like. We're probably really similar. Like I can, I can go with the flow if I scheduled in. All right, from three to four, I'm gonna go with the flow. Like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like if I'm like, like planning an event or something, I'm like, all right, from one to four, we'll have free time, and we've just figured it out. But at four o'clock, we're gonna go. We're doing something. Session three. Yes. Here it's starting. Yes. Be there. Yes. <laughs> yeah. A, a pastor friend has told me, um, he's like, have an interruptible plan. Oh, yeah. Have an interruptible plan. And the you thing can, is, from a pastoral point of view, if you don't have a, uh, like a, if you're too structured, uh -huh. you're going to miss opportunities to, to speak into somebody's life. Yes. Because you're going to be so tunnel visioned mm -hmm. that you just blow right past it. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but that's a completely different <laughs> topic that I could talk about for a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Also, I have this huge thing of coffee, um, and if you haven't noticed, 
it's it's starting to work because I will talk a lot <laughs> if you don't stop me. Um, so feel free to be like, hey, man, tone it down a little bit. Nah, we're good. <laughs> One thing we mentioned last week on the podcast that I'll, I'll mention again and probably very repeatedly is that we see all these callings in Scripture, these callings of these people from all kinds of different lives and backgrounds from the Bible. It's very relatable because all of us come from very different backgrounds and life experiences. But the one consistent calling with all of it is the call of salvation, the call from the Holy Spirit to be made new, like you said, that new creation, go from death to life because of Jesus. We all have that calling and that that we just say yes to the Holy Spirit. So to the moving he is, he's doing in our hearts and lives before we even know he's doing it, the things he's put in place. So there is that, obviously, that and sometimes that calling lasts a long time in some people's life and they never, they don't recognize it and they just suppress it and just, no, 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 no. I'm, and they reject it for so long. And that's a whole different conversation, but... Um, but yeah, the there's a, one consistent calling in people's life is the call to be saved, the call of the gospel. After that, it's just the call of sanctification, mm-hmm. of believe Jesus and and grow with Jesus, and that's it. I can, you know, becoming more like Him. Yeah. Just be more like Him each and every day, and it is it. Is, what's what's the phrase like? It's a marathon, not a sprint. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right, or did I say it backwards? just one step at a time. I don't, I mean, we, we, we have a great deal of influence in our own lives because we spend the most amount of time with ourselves, but sometimes we give ourselves too much credit of how much we can really mess up our lives. And I want to say that with like, yeah, I mean, there are certainly very poor life choices we can make, but man, I've seen God just completely course correct some people's lives. I'm like, like you said, we're not big enough to mess up God's plans. Mm-hmm. We want to steer clear of unhealthy lifestyles and just flow very naturally into his plan for our lives. But a mishap here and there is not going to destroy everything. I've known friends that I love dearly and pastor friends who have fallen and struggle and and had very public mistakes, Mm -hmm. but God has completely restored it and restored them and restored their families and restored communities. So God's grace is always bigger, always. Yeah, hundred percent. We've been talking a lot about like balances, right? And that's another balance that you find in the Christian life is going, okay, grace exists, but it's not a ticket to sin. Correct. Paul talks about that. Yes. Um, And I think it uh, ultimately comes back to our heart. So like David, right? We talk about how David was a man after God's own heart, um, but he messed up a lot, like yes. a whole lot. Had a guy killed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, he, he he had a, many shortcomings, right? And the only difference between him and uh, King Saul is that David had a repented heart. That's exactly right. That um, when he was confronted with his sin, he ripped his hair and tore his clothes and cried over his sin. Not that there weren't consequences for his sin. Like he lost a child because of his sin. There were yeah. still consequences, but then he was still labeled a man after God's own heart. Yes. 
because when he realized what was happening, uh, he had a repentant heart. So it's a balance of, okay, I know I messed up and I know there's consequences for that, but God's still bigger than my sin. God's still bigger than my failures. Um, yes. Yeah. I feel like whenever I can like get in a mindset where if I, if I do mess up, if I am find myself in a hole that I've like dug for myself, then, and I realize it, then I'm like, well, I might as well stay in here and just wallow. <laughs> and, and it's, and part of it is because of like, you know, just shame and guilt and just like, you know, the feeling we find ourselves in of like, God's probably fed up with me at this point mm. in terms of like this particular thing or whatever it may be. And, but that's just not, that's not accurate. <laughs> that's, that does not represent how God views us. And so. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to quote my wife one more time because she's amazing. Her name is Angela Sash. Um, Cause you said something about guilt and shame, right? Conviction yeah. comes from the Holy Spirit. Yes. Right. Guilt and shame, that continual, I'm terrible, I'm no good, um, that comes from Satan. Yes. And once I realized that, it changed my perspective on basically everything. Yeah. Um, and she shared that with me, and that's one of my favorite things to tell people. This guilt and shame comes from Satan. Conviction is real, and it's, it's actually a good thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. But that comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, Especially, I'm telling you, man, this I could I could just do an hour and a half if you <laughs> let me. Yeah. Um, no, I just want to say again that I appreciate you guys and everything you're you're doing at Chapel. It was actually really refreshing for me to come and hang out at Chapel. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know, I just appreciate you guys and what you guys are doing. We're, we were grateful to have you. Um, again, the behind the scenes work goes into these ministries, not only Chapel but the Post Chapel podcast everything and so there's a lot of grunt work that goes behind all of that and we're grateful for everyone involved if you need to get connected with campus ministries you can get a hold of sean toms and crasher uh, maddie atherton or myself logan lake and we can plug you in stop by the campus ministries office we have the chapel service um, our midweek chapel service at 12 12 in the activity center you are always welcome to attend so yeah. Stuff. All right. Well, we're here for whoever you are, listener, and we want you to know that Jesus loves you and we love you as well. Hope you have a good day.